And uh, he responded with, my bad, man. I was a little high earlier, and I was talking with somebody about conspiracy theories, and she was legit concerned that I was a flat earther. Welcome to Brose. Like a good neighbor, Brose is there. My name we is haven't Matt done Desmond. that one. I, I don't think so. Wild. I, <laughs> it, listen, it's surprising to you as it is to me. My name is Matt Gasnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose on an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey. It's Rich Sweeten. Hello. <laughs> on an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey. It's Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed. Reporting live from the mean streets of Topeka, Kansas, it's Tim Hansen. Wait, are we recording? <laughs> Maybe. You want to start over again? Come up with a different city for you? Wait. Yes, we're really recording. Toto, are we in Kansas? Huh? I don't know. Where... <laughs> I'm an old Kansas man. You cut me to the quick. I'm an old Kansas man myself. <laughs> Yeah, tomorrow really this, is, this is this is the show. This is the, the birthday podcast. Full disclosure, everyone listening, we were recording on a Friday night, so in a long I, week, guys. I think everyone's getting a little bit more lit than normal. Yeah, well, speak for yourself. I'm I don't like know this every what night. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I usually house a bottle of ABV thirteen wine. Uh, <laughs> Mine was only twelve. Mine was uh, only okay. twelve. Well, you gotta step up to our level then. Me and yeah. Tim out here with the thirteen Get ABV. On my level. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's already drinking straight drinking uh, straight Everclear because he ran out of wine. False. <laughs> it's Sam Adams. I went to be. <laughs> so that's what Tim's drinking. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're skipping around to different uh, sections at this point. Uh, <laughs> I, I, ran okay. out, I ran out of my wine. I don't remember what it was called. I threw it out. Was it, it was Kim, Kim Crawford? Kim Crawford. Okay, I was gonna say Kim Kardashian, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> no, that was, well, that was that would be a bad thing to say then if you knew it wasn't correct. It wasn't thick <laughs> enough, so it couldn't be right. Blatantly incorrect, but I was gonna yeah, just throw it out there. Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, New Zealand wine. Oh my god, what a mess! Welcome to the birthday podcast. <laughs> Where are we? God. Is this, this real day- life? We're on episode sixty-four point seven, I think, <laughs> of the Brose podcast. Uh, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. If you've listened to any of our 9,000 episodes before, you know that the premise of the show is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. Now, we do that while drinking delicious glasses of rosé. And if you'd like to have one of your questions answered by us live, in the past, on the air, on the Brose Podcast, Email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Literally about anything. In the last episode, we talked about, uh, you know, the effects of the financial stimulus, you know, where the next round of stimulus money should be dictated uh, towards. And uh, and then we talked about uh, curry, uh, uh, curry, chili. We talked about chili that we made as well. <laughs> I think the we might have talked about garlic at some point too, but we always talk about garlic. Garlic? Garlic? Huh? Garlic. 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 I like yeah. garlic. I like garlic. Hmm. I like garlic in your garlic. 
Uh, yeah. So uh, the breadth and scope, as I've as I s- I've said it before, I'll say it again. The breadth and the scope of the Brose mm-hmm. podcast knows no boundaries, and I think our last episode uh, really touched on uh, that that exact slogan. So uh, so please, any question you've got, email it to us. We'd love to answer it for you. But let's talk about what what we're drinking. I don't I don't want to say what wines we're drinking because some of us have <laughs> moved on. Tim, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Sam Adams because uh, classic rosé. Yeah, classic rosé of uh, Boston vintage. Uh, I can read this label: distinctively complex and balanced. Accurate. It's it's very good. Now, what Sam Adams are you drinking? Is this the Boston Lager? Yeah, just classic Boston Lager. Uh, the sum, the summer ale I think is just a little too light for me, and the porch rockers even further down that route. So honestly, not a big fan of summer porch rocker. It's okay. It, it's got a little lemony hint to it, but mm-hmm. honestly, summer beers are not my shtick. I will drink them, and they are refreshing. But uh, my go-to will always be something a little more hearty. It's interesting because the, the, the Sam, if I remember correctly, has like a, a, a summer shandy or a lemon shandy or something like that. And then on top of that, they also have the porch rocker, which is like even sweeter. Yeah, so the summer ale is more of a lighter blonde ale, if I mm. remember correctly, and doesn't really have a fruit flavor to it. It's just a lighter flavor profile, whereas the porch rocker, it it, it drives that citrus flavor home, and it's definitely mm. got that uh, ting to it, which is closer to like closer to a line and Kugel summer shandy without being like, this is juice in my mouth with <laughs> beer in it. Mm. I will tell I will tell you guys. Ever since having to go gluten free, I do miss the summer beers. Yeah, those Sam. were my my favorite. Were the summer beers? Mm-hmm. They're easy to pound. That's that's yeah. the big thing. Is like you can just Dangerous. down seven of them and be like, "Why am I hammered?" <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sweet as hell. Uh, on that subject, Rich, what are you drinking right now? So I was drinking the Path uh, 2018 California Rosé, but I also finished that between episodes. So now I am drinking uh, Glutenberg White uh, Gluten-Free Beer. And it's pretty good. I like it. I, uh, Glutenberg is generally one of my go-to beers. Uh, they have a bunch of different kinds. Uh, they had a Glutenberg, uh, it was called Goose which was the closest thing I've had to like a summer beer, but it was out during the friggin' winter. So um, I couldn't find that when I went uh, shopping the other day. So I got Glutenberg White to try it. And I like it. Heck Is yeah. Glutenberg like if, uh, like, basically like if somebody invented the printing press, but that person who invented the printing press was gluten-free or on a keto diet? Uh, probably. Uh, um, no, you're thinking yeah. of uh, Steve Glutenberg from the Police Academy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 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 Look, I th- there are some stupid names for gluten-free <laughs> beers. I and, and stupid names for gluten-free everything. I totally admit that. But mm-hmm. Glutenberg is at least a decent beer and they have a bunch of different varieties. I'm saying by by getting this beer you're becoming gluten for punishment. Uh, <laughs> Sean, what are you drinking? Well, I was drinking Berenger Main by God. <laughs> We what are killing it this right week. Now. This is what happens um, when we record on a Friday and not on like a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah. This is my fault. Well, I pushed the Friday thing and now suddenly uh, everybody's just fucking hammered. So you're <laughs> the genius behind this magic. Let's drink on Friday, he said. We won't have to wake up early on Saturday, he said. 
so yeah, so I was drinking that. It was it was basically juice, pretty low ABV. It was like eleven percent, and now I'm drinking a glass of Maker's Mark because I am classy. A, oh but. man, <laughs> just following up with like a freaking pile driver of liquor right there. <laughs> I love Maker's Mark, but boy, oh boy. I mean, listen. like, like, uh, listen. I wasn't listening. What's Sean drinking? Maker's Mark. Oh, what a champ! Yeah, <laughs> it's like a freaking drop kick of a, a liquor after after well, drinking a whole bottle. Here's of what wine. was happening at the end I of feel the like last I'm a little episode. Bitch now, <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer after an entire bottle of wine. At the end of the last episode, I was like falling asleep. So I didn't drink a full bottle of wine. It was a wine that was already open, and but it was like one of those liter bottles, and I thought there was more in it than there was. There was just like two fairly full glasses. Okay. And so, um, but I need to get to that point now. You know when you get you have like two drinks, and you're like, I want to fall asleep, and that third drink gets you to like, that's where you need to be. That's, that's what I needed. So Got that's it. why I went with the uh, workhorse here. Hey, listen, there's another one. I love Mesa Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. It's a great call. Um, I'm still finishing my final glass of <laughs> Silence Luberon uh, Rosé, um, but I feel like I have to like mainline like hydrogen <laughs> peroxide or something to try and catch up with you guys. Um, so, no, this is good. It's 10 a good out of 10 would not recommend drinking <laughs> hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. <laughs> Surgeon General's warning, don't drink medicine. Uh, so it's, it's this uh, silence. Luberon Rosé is pretty good. Uh, it was about a nine bottle dollar bottle of Rosé and it's, it's quite delicious. Um, but I guess what I meant to say is I'm going to go down and like drink beef eater gin, uh, straight out of the bottle after I'm done with this, just, uh, you know, as a nightcap. So yeah, it's, it's good. This is a good Rosé quality. <laughs> it sounds uh, like it. It's good. It's good, man. All right, so I got the questions now. I have a, uh, an email of questions from our, our question compiler extraordinaire, Miss Mary O'Brien. Uh, you guys ready for the questions? Yes. We are ready. Here we go. This is a question from Matt's brother. I don't know who either of those people are. Um, <laughs> is it my f- brother? Am I Matt? Matt? Uh, yeah, I think it's my cousin. Okay, that makes sense. I have to reach out and uh, confirm the identity of this person. My cousin Matt's fr- brother, Kyle. That, that's it. <laughs> Love Matt's brother, Fred. Uh, this is a Freaky Friday scenario, guys. There are three choices. A, you find yourself suddenly in a packed basement in South Central Los Angeles about to take your turn in an underground rap battle. B, you, f- <laughs> B, you find yourself at the center of the octagon just as the ref starts the match. Mm-hmm. Or C, Polio. Which one you choose? B. A. A. <laughs> Tim is all B all day. The octagon. Oh so my god! I would enjoy that so much. So it's a rap battle, a fight, or polio. You have polio. <laughs> yeah, or you have polio. Okay. Now it doesn't specify the 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 quality of opponent you'll be facing in the octagon. So Tim, you're running a bit of a risk here because you might be facing an amateur. Or you might be going up against like Conor McGregor or something like that. <laughs> Fuck it, me and Conor headbutts all day. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I may not win, but I don't care. But I will enjoy losing that fight more than I will enjoy or. More than I will fucking hate myself for being in a rap battle and being able to do fucking nothing. 
Well, but you're you're you're, you're a, a a clever, musically inclined fellow. Like False. you couldn't. False. I okay. can sing what somebody tells me to sing. As far as creativity and being able to come up with something, eh, no. Categorically, so no. So what you're saying is you'd be okay at the underground rap battle if you had, just to throw out a random example, a set of lyrics stapled to the floor uh, <laughs> that you could read from during the course of the rap battle. Yeah, I should be able to read those. I'd be fine with that, but <laughs> put me in a fight, please. Okay, thanks. <laughs> all right, Tim's taking the octagon. Rich, what about you? Oh, I am taking the rap battle all the way because the first thing I'm going to do is just start singing 8 Mile from Eminem until I get yeah, I... booted out there. <laughs> just going to walk spaghetti, up spaghetti, and... Spaghetti, spaghetti. Knees weak, palms are sweaty. There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. And I can't do the rest of it after that. Mom's but... spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. I'm just going to keep going Mom's spaghetti after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Sean? Oh, rap battle, 100%. I cannot, mm. I cannot hold my own in a fight. I cannot <laughs> hold my own in a rap battle, but all that is hurt in the rap battle is my pride, not my pride, and my face. Yeah, mm-hmm. what if it was a fight that we piss you off in advance as the bell rang? I don't know. I don't want to go to jail for manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's UFC. It's totally legit. Okay. Okay. You're, okay. You're covered. If I was furious, <laughs> uh, still, I I wouldn't feel good afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I can I can live with the embarrassment of a group of people that I don't know, mm-hmm. rather than like living with being uh, beat down by a professional fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess the fear of the rap battle is is your. It depends on the crowd that you're doing the rap battle with. If it's an underground rap battle, and you just fucking suck i guess the fear is that you would get retribution you know approaching that of what would happen if you entered the octagon um i don't know if that would actually happen uh i guess i would also go with the rap battle because i feel like i've got a little bit better of a shot in that than i would in the octagon uh you know even if i'm listen i'd be bad at all of these like bad at underground rap battle bad at the octagon and very bad at having polio (laughs) so i i think I would go rap battle because I have I have a, a, a smidgen more confidence in me being able to like be respectable, <laughs> like just don't f- you know fall on my ass essentially while I'm doing it. Whereas in the octagon, yeah, you, you don't really recover from just you know getting the shit mercilessly beaten out of you by <laughs> by a professional fighter. <laughs> See, I I feel like that question escalated very quickly. Rap battle, UFC fight, polio, yeah. Like, like that is just, I don't know who would choose polio. I guess, well, I mean, I guess if you, because there's no cure for polio, uh, but there's a vaccine for polio. But once you have it, I don't, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, I, I'm not an expert in polio, but it's something that you're going to be living with some effects for, for, for a long, long time. I, I, Mitch McConnell, I think is still, I think Mitch McConnell had polio, I think. Right. Am I making that up? Um, I don't know. But Why the fuck I, is I, he I'm, still I'm, here? Yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. Polio doesn't um, affect turtles like the rest of you. Well, the polio didn't affect me. Turtle, turtle, lunch. turtle. Uh, yeah, so, so, it, it's something you have to live with for the rest of your life. Uh, if I, if my understanding is correct, so uh, I, I'm gonna go with the one that won't physically impact me for my entire life. Hopefully, the one that has the least chance of that happening is the rap battle. Yeah. 
and then, and then I could just you know do the 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 M and M thing where I bring up all the stuff that they're going to say about me at the beginning and be like, I do live in a trailer park with my mom, uh, and and bring that up at the beginning so that way you know they can't hurt me with it later. They're not, <laughs> they're not, you're not allowed to say it in a rap battle if I already said it. it uh, according to Jacksonville.com, Mitch McConnell had polio when he was a child. Hmm. You said Jacksonville.com? Like the it city was the, of Jacksonville? It was, yeah, it was the first thing that popped up because the article is, fact check, did U.S. pay for McConnell's polio treatment? I haven't read the rest of the article, just that, but he had it. But he did, he, he did have polio. Yes. Okay. Okay, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to refuse polio so I don't turn out like Mitch McConnell. Um, <laughs> but you could turn out like FDR. That's true. Well, yeah, but then, <laughs> then you wind up throwing a bunch of Japanese people in. in- Ooh, that's true, too. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm going to pretend I can walk. <laughs> wait, is this, is, this consp- is this a conspiracy theory? But then, uh, no, wait, no, 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 no. So the, oh. the, the fucking desk in the Oval Office used to have, like, you could see oh, through it. There's pictures oh. of, like, kids underneath it. And then when he was in office, because he wanted to hide the fact that he had to mm-hmm. use a wheelchair most of the time, he put mm-hmm. a wood panel in it. So you could that, see that he was in a fucking wheelchair. So hmm. that would be a phenomenal conspiracy theory if it was that FDR could actually walk. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I was walking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I hid my horse. After he gets done the uh, the Pearl Harbor address, he just be like, oh, "Get rid of this thing," and he like tosses the wheelchair into the crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the next question, unless you guys have any more thoughts on this, um, no. comes from uh, listener Molly Craig. Love to hear from Molly. Uh, ever make a mixed drink and thought you made a new drink, only to find out there was already a name for it? Don't care enough to look. Hmm. The the only unique drink that Martha and I have ever come up with, well, Martha's come up with a couple, but the only one that me and her have collectively created was uh, Three Olives Dude, which is Mountain oh, Dew flavored vodka. The lemon lime stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's bright fucking green, which is just weird. And <laughs> um, uh, I think it was Sierra Mist Cranberry which I don't even know if they make seasonally anymore because I haven't mm. seen it in a couple of years. Uh, but because one was rather feminine and one was, dude, we just called it a sex change. And Whoa. it was delicious. Hmm. Okay. That sounds good. But uh, dude by that. itself is fucking gross now that I am above the age of 25. <laughs> <and> yeah. And less <laughs> dude, of a dude. dude um- one, one, years ago, a friend of mine, uh, when we were at the bar together, uh, told me that she uh, that we, we were drinking Fireball, and she said that it, it quote, tasted like college, unquote. And no. that's my feeling on Dude. Like, it tastes <laughs> like college to me. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it tastes like post-college depression to me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, not wrong. Uh, Sean, what do you uh, – have you ever come up with a, a, a bizarre cocktail, thought you came up with something new, and turned out you didn't? No, because is isn't like any, any – I feel like any quote unquote bizarre cocktail is just jungle juice. You know, I've just made my version of jungle juice, which is just like putting shit into, but I, I haven't in a very long time. So like I haven't had a drink, like I haven't made a cocktail that was just like random shit in a very long time. Mm. You know, like that's, that's stuff I used to do. Like when I was living at home and sad, 
when I would be like, all right, let's try if I put vodka and some rum and then I found some iced tea, I guess. I'll call it a fucking Arnold Palmer. And all a problem. Yeah. So I don't I haven't done that in a very long time, but I don't think so. I don't I can't remember a time. I did used to mix gin and iced tea a lot. That okay. was my that was like my go to and it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, it got the job done. <laughs> That's it. You did the job. It got me where I needed to go and it was yeah. palatable. Is a conduit for liquor. Yes. Uh Rich, have you ever made a cocktail that you thought was original and it was? So I um yes. And no, I guess. Uh, I didn't make the cocktail, but I was at a convention, and I went to somebody's room, and they asked me, like, what do you want to drink? And I was like, you got rum and Coke? And they're like, we'll, we'll figure something out for you. And he comes back, he's like, I didn't have rum or Coke, but here's uh, Sky Sky Pumpkin Spice Vodka. <laughs> and, and Yikes. hold on, and iced tea. It was Ooh, not still alive to this day, <laughs> dude. I I drank that. I think it's delicious. It, it was actually mm. really good, but like I I think he filled half the cup up with uh, uh, the vodka and just a little bit of the iced tea. That like I was dead that night, and when I got back to the room, so I didn't make that, and I don't think it's ever been recreated. So. That doesn't really answer the question. I just wanted to talk about that one. Um, <laughs> I am I am incredulous that that was good. That yeah. sounds I, terrible. I was I'm, prob- I'm throwing the red challenge flag on that one. I was probably good. just extremely drunk, and yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, mm. But I did. Um, I'm sure this has been done before and after I did this. But back around when I had my, uh, I, I like to call that my bad birthday when I had my former roommate of two weeks. Um, he mm. would always drink Fireball, and that was when I first started being gluten free. That I would drink nothing but like the ciders, the the alcoholic ciders. So I would mix Fireball with a cider, and I would call it a cinnamon apple, which I'm sure has been done before in some that makes form. sense. That 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 lends itself towards uh, some similar drinks like apple pie, which is like yeah. cinnamon Everclear and. Uh, apple cider yeah so, like it's in that realm but it's not quite the same thing yeah so that was like i quote created it because i was like you know what? i'm just gonna add to this alcoholic already alcoholic cider i'm just gonna add more alcohol to it um but i've never really i, I wasn't really one to create drinks i was always just straight up rum and coke or beer mm. yeah for mm. the most part it's it's a conduit to get drunk and if you're thinking too hard about it, then you're thinking too much, and you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So there are a couple different beverages that are called like a dirty Dr. Pepper or flaming Dr. Pepper or something like that. It's usually some combination of Dr. Pepper and like amaretto or, or whiskey or something like that. In New Orleans, around Mardi Gras time, they put out uh, various companies. Uh, Tarka, I think, is one of them. Pinnacle makes it. They put out a king cake vodka if you've never had king cake it is a specific to new orleans uh tradition delicacy quote unquote kind of thing and it's a cinnamon 
type of cake. You can make it cake style, donut style, whatever you want. Um, but it's a cinnamon cake. And the whole point is you hide a, a tiny plastic baby in the cake. And if you, you know, if you bite into a piece of cake and you find the baby, you're the king or the queen of Mardi Gras for that day. Something along those lines. Um, but it's a delicious cinnamon cake. And they make a cinnamon, a, a king cake flavored vodka, which is just like a, a decadent cinnamon flavored vodka. Uh, the, the cheapest kind is like eight bucks. Um, when I first started going down there, my wife and I have gone down. I've been lucky enough. We've gone down to Mardi Gras uh, for the last couple of years with her family. And I saw this in you know, the Walmart when we were doing our shopping for the week. And I was like, well, I, I have to have this. And I had Dr. Pepper. We would sit out on the parade route and I would put a shot of this king cake vodka into uh, Dr. Pepper. And it's amazing because it's cinnamon and and just rich flavor, cinnamon and vanilla flavor mixing with the Dr. Pepper. And it's perfect. It's really good. <laughs> uh, I didn't have a name for it other than like, you know, King Cake Dr. Pepper, uh, but it is quite good. Uh, it is sort of a slight offshoot of many different uh, cocktails you can make with Dr. Pepper because there are 23 flavors. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> um, so that's as close as I've, I've come to that. I don't think I've had. I think the only other one that I've, I've quote unquote come up with is back in the day. I used to make a cocktail for my wife where I put uh, UV blue raspberry vodka into ginger ale. Uh, and she would really like that. <laughs> Uh, that drink definitely tastes like college, uh, but, uh, <laughs> like but college. I, I, I'm sure that, yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. I'm sure there is a name for that, uh, but I couldn't tell you, but yeah, I, I also started doing that. For the record, Dr. Pepper is such an underappreciated mixer because of those, like that depth of flavor that it already has. Yep. It goes with almost everything to the point yep. of, if you start with a mix of like, I have Dr. Pepper and Jack. And then you drink half of it, and then you add fill it up with random liquor number three, and then you keep drinking it and halfway down, and then you fill it up with random liquor number four. Like at some point, you only have like an eighth of whatever you're drinking is currently a mm-hmm. mixer, and everything else is alcohol. Alcohol, mm-hmm. but that shit's delicious. And <laughs> yep. I don't remember what my buddy Mike used to call it, but like. It was fucking dangerous. He would just mix all this shit with Dr. Pepper as the night went on. And it's like, where's Mike? I don't know. Hey, Mike, where were you last night? I was in a subway hiding, hugging the wall so I didn't get hit by a train. (laughs) That's not an exaggeration. That is a legitimate story. That sounds like a different set of problems we got to address with Mike there. (laughs) Uh, But I can... Me and Mike were the king of Irish goodbyes. Like, that's just... (laughs) We were born for our... No, it was the Irish goodbye. Nowhere to go. We were we Irish goodbye. Uh, we 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 joke that we're twins to some extent because we were born four hours apart and our personalities line up a lot. But like Mike is just so much more mischievous than I am. So it's just like (laughs) I'm gonna disappear and get into crazy trouble, and they'd be like, "What the fuck." I 100% agree with him on the DDP th- on the the DP thing though. Uh, mix anything with Dr Pepper or Diet Dr Pepper, damn near everything tastes good. Yeah, it's a very unique flavor profile. Uh, any other thoughts, or shall we move on? Nope, no, no, nothing nope. of uh, nothing of substance. All right, here Pour we go. Alcohol, let's go. This question is submitted by Reese Salvatore, and incidentally, it, it leads off. This question is for Matt. Uh, I've been watching ESPN The Last Dance, and I hope you've been able to. With that said, do you think Scottie Pippen got dicked over with his contract? Uh, Do you think they should have renegotiated with him? 
Do you think it was foolish of him to accept that contract instead of holding out for more like some of the other players did? Please share your thoughts. So Scottie Pippen got uh, the shaft. I, I don't remember the exact numbers on this, but he was woefully underpaid in one in his contract with the Bulls. And essentially he was holding out for a new deal, holding out for a new deal. The team never gave it to him. Players did not really have any negotiating leverage at that point. So, yeah, I, I mean, listen, in terms of straight up value, um, Scottie Pippen got dicked over. Scottie Pippen is perpetually underrated as one of the best. Def- he's one of the best defenders in NBA history. Uh, and, you know, just because he was second, you know, the, basically the second banana to Michael Jordan does not mean that he was any less of a player. He was a phenomenal basketball player. Um, but also uh, he, he got a little bit dicked over because Michael Jordan was demanding gobs and gobs of money at the end of his career. And so Scotty still had a few years left in his prime uh, when Michael was near the end of his career. But Michael was basically recouping. The problem was that Michael didn't make nearly enough money in the 80s. Like, look at look at an average NBA contract in the 80s versus an NBA contract today and you'll be gobsmacked. It's not just, you know, oh, prices changed, you know, inflation, things like that. NBA players are just straight up being paid more on a dollar for dollar basis, even if you convert the numbers now. And Michael was not getting paid a ton in the 80s. And he was basically making that money back in the 90s at the end of his career when he was just demanding boatloads of money. And as a result, can't really pay Scottie Pippen at that point. So, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I will say yes, but I don't I, I don't blame him. I, 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 ca- I cannot possibly blame him. He locked up long-term security. There, there are players... You see it today in like Major League Baseball. There, there are a couple of guys on the Braves, young players who signed it, very long contracts for, you know, millions of dollars, but much less than they could have made if they just, you know, waited to sign the contract until like three, four years into their career. But they valued the long-term security. And Scottie Pippen in the 90s valued the long-term security. Now, if Scottie Pippen uh, was in the NBA today, uh, Scottie Pippen could be making like $35 million a year if he wanted to, uh, if he wanted to hold out for it. You know, he was that caliber of player. It was just a different time in the 90s. So that's that's ultimately my thought on it is like, yeah, he got dicked over. I don't blame Scotty. I, I it's a combination of listen, ownership is going to try and nickel and dime anyone they can. You know, Scotty doesn't have Scotty Pippen doesn't have negotiating power when you have Michael Jordan on the team. You don't really you don't you don't really have that kind of negotiating power when you have arguably the greatest basketball player of all time on the roster at the same time. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. So, um, but yeah, so that, that, that those are my thoughts. Uh, the last dance is a really good documentary. Uh, we were talking last episode about what ESPN should be doing instead of airing live sports. And they've been doing the last, they, they basically pushed up the last dance. It was supposed to come out in the fall and they decided to air it. Now it's really good. Absolutely worth your time uh, to, to watch like the last couple of years of Michael Jordan's career. It's really, really do you, good. Do you know if it's on like Disney plus or anything? I don't. Um, I, I can guarantee you it's on ESPN plus. So if you got that like Hulu, Disney plus ESPN plus uh, package, I would guarantee you it's on there. I um, I may or may not be using somebody else's Disney plus. So <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't think it would be on Disney plus necessarily. Uh, they will be re- they'll re-air it a million times. I'm sure they'll put it on some streaming service eventually, uh, some yeah. proprietary Disney, ABC, ESPN kind of thing. Um, but it's a very good documentary. It's a ten part documentary, and if I'm uh, the last two episodes come out on Sunday, um, nice. so 
it has been worth it just for uh <laughs> they've been doing this bit during the uh during the documentary where they will interview another player like uh gary payton for example so they had an episode where they were talking about gary payton on the sonics and gary payton was known as, for, for those of you who don't watch basketball he was known as the glove uh phenomenal defender and uh he played against jordan in nba finals that jordan won because of course he did I mean, Gary Payton was talking about, oh, you know, I figured him out halfway through the series. You know, I I just figured I could tire him out. And I'm just I'm so frustrated that I didn't figure it out until, you know, halfway through the series or we would have won. And basically what they've done throughout the series, is they take any of these people who are talking shit about Jordan. And then as part of the documentary, they will then show Michael the footage of this person talking shit about him. And Michael will be watching it on a tablet and he'll be watching it like, you know, Gary Payton will say something like, oh, I could have taken Michael and Michael will just start laughing. And he'll be like, yeah, I had no problem with Gary Payton. Like, yeah, I could have taken him for sure. <laughs> like, they give, they'll give Jordan like the last word to like talk shit on this guy who's been trying to rip him. Uh, great documentary. I feel bad for Scottie Pippen, um, but I don't feel bad uh, because he still made a lot of money. And also he has a phenomenally low voice. Like his voice destroys subwoofers. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen to that man talk and it's like, well, you know, Michael, you know, Michael and I uh, – you know, we're just, uh, yeah, I was robbing the, my, his Batman and, uh, you know, we just do it. it. It's like that, but like an actual baritone growl. It's really great. Nice. Anyway, nice. other than that, I have no thoughts. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how it is. That's yeah. honestly, what can you say? <laughs> do you guys have any thoughts on Scottie Pippen's contract or shall I, we? Uh... I have no thoughts on Scottie Pippen's contract. I promise. Yeah, and I feel bad. I, like, like, I could talk about this for another 35 minutes, but I, <laughs> Reese, <laughs> I don't want to rip you guys out. You should put what, that on uh, Keystone Coast to Coast. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, which is why you have a podcast called Keystone Coast to Coast. That's true. The Keystone Coast to Coast podcast, my, my sports podcast with Eddie Provident. Uh, I am sure that the next time we'll get together, we'll be doing some uh, last dance, bre- last dance uh, breakdowns, and we'll also be talking about the fact that the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, which is still fucking crazy. I'm still pissed about it. Three weeks later, <laughs> anyway. Uh, not that I'm still worried about that, but let's move on. Uh, the next question: What skill could you teach in two minutes? What skill could you teach in two minutes? Ooh. Yeah. Two minutes is a uh, hmm. Boy. How um, to make the perfect fried egg. In two minutes? In two you need less than two minutes to make Step a really good one, fried egg. Have a podcast. Step mm-hmm. two, have a bottle of wine. Step three, have a six pack of beer on deck for when the bottle of wine runs out. <laughs> This is a weird way to make a fried egg, but I'm listening to <laughs> Oh, I thought he said Friday, not fried egg. Oh no, fried egg. Yes, egg. Um it is it's it's really Bad easy. Scotch. It's it's uh uh step one, put put the heat on uh medium high. Uh step two, add butter. Step three, put the egg on. Or like crack the egg and put it in the pan. Step four, lit it. Wait 90 seconds, take the lid off, it's done. At what point do you add the dollop of peanut butter? Well, you see, that's for special cases. I'm that, just talking about the straight-up fried egg. That was so good, Matt. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's decadent as hell, but it's It is good. so good. Might make Ugh. one tonight. <laughs> I'm done with this. Um, so you could teach somebody how to make a fried egg in two minutes, Rich. Yeah, and I... And 
to be honest, I learned that from uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, I think it was, when Solid Snake was really old. Um, they actually talk, teach a character how to make a really good fried egg, and I started using that process. And to make the best sunny-side-up fried egg, that's how you do it. All right. All right. I, it's a yeah. solid. It's, listen, I love fried eggs. That's a solid skill to to have in your back pocket. Fried eggs are good, especially when it's sunny side up and you still get the gooiness of the yolk. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim, what skill could you teach somebody in two minutes? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like teaching people. People annoy me. <laughs> You don't get it? Well, you're just dumb. So we're going to move on to something else. <laughs> um, I could drink it. Oh, this is how you drink a beer. Yikes. Don't <laughs> use a straw. Done lesson. <laughs> you know, that it is... Take two minutes. That is a thing that, like, back when we were younger, I used to tell somebody, like, oh, you don't know how to drink. I need to teach you how to drink. I used to say that yeah. a lot to some friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you teach them a lesson and how to like get it completely inebriated in a short yeah. period of time. Like, like you're just drink- You're drinking wrong, dude. Here, I'll show you. Um listen, I'm a pro. <laughs> I could teach somebody how to do a harmonic on a guitar. Not a pinch harmonic, not the really cool one that like Zach Wilde does uh on every note that he hits. But like the one where you just lay your finger across, you know, a certain set of frets and then pluck and make that kind of noise. I could do that. I could teach him that. That's one kind of nuanced guitar skill that I could teach somebody in two minutes because it's it's easy once you know where to go with it. Nice. Mm. How about that? That's very good. I could teach you how to do that. What about you, Sean? Uh, Teach you how to make perfect gin and tonic. Boom. Two minutes. Denzo, Denzo. How do you make the perfect gin and tonic? Perfect gin and tonic is one quarter of the glass gin, three quarters of the glass diatonic, three spritzes, lime juice, Mm -hmm. one stir, only one. Just just one circle around. Yep, that's it. What if I go with like... You don't want to stir out all the bubbles, then you just lose half of the body of the drink. Exactly. See, you just have to just just kind of jostle it, basically. See, I've never had a gin and tonic, so I I don't know this. Well, it is it is truly a it's a taste thing. Like some people just don't like them, and that's fine. But for me, perfect gin and tonic. That's three steps. You're done, so and it's good every time. Nice. I will uh, buy some gin and tonic next time I go to liquor store. And uh, I will try to make one myself through your instruction right now. G and T's, man. Mm. All right, I got, I got it. Two minutes. Right. I can teach you how to make a great uh, Vegas bomb. What is a Vegas bomb? So, step one: go to PJ Wellahan's in Downingtown with Michelle as bartender. Step two: ask for a <laughs> Vegas bomb. Done. <laughs> so uh, it's like okay. trying to, it's like you teach somebody how to buy a movie ticket here drive <laughs> to the movies and buy a ticket no, so so vegas bomb is uh crown royal and peach schnapps dropped into uh red bull and orange juice hmm. 
Okay, so it's it's, it's got a little more depth of flavor to a Jaeger bomb without the licorice and uh, just less Red Bull, honestly. I can all teach right. you how to do all of the basic uh, special moves in fighting games. Quarter circle forward, quarter circle back. You know, the sure you can uh, forward and then quarter circle. I can show you. I all don't. That. I don't think that's true. Two minutes? No way. In two about, minutes? Oh, I think he could. I think. What I about could. the? Because um, because only because there are then you have to think about uh, what's it the uh, dragon? What what's the the uppercut one? The sure you can. Yeah, that's, I don't that's think, the trickiest one. I don't think you could teach one. that to someone in two minutes. Mm, Along sure with everything else, <laughs> maybe not. Oh, that that's. Can. Sure, you can. It, that's um, back to down, right? Or is that down to forward? Forward, down, and then quarter, like quarter forward, like. Okay. Oh, you're talking. This doesn't sound like button okay. mashing to me, guys. I'm. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's why I love playing fighting games with Tim because it's just like you know what, fuck it, and it's just you know. <laughs> It's, it works. He still beats me, but like it's still <laughs> not, not typically. I put up enough of a fight in Smash. Smash is the only fighting game that I've ever legitimately learned what certain things do, mm-hmm. and I'm still not great. <laughs> uh, well, they, all right. So I, maybe I can't teach him the Shoryuken you can in uh, two minutes. But, yeah, uh, but you could definitely do the Hurricane in the tsunami. Hurricane. Yeah, Hurricane Kick. <laughs> Yeah, the Hadouken and uh, Suryuken. Yes, mm-hmm. but not, probably not the sure. Okay, yeah, Suryuken's going to be a little bit tricky. I still have trouble yeah. with that. Um, any other skills you could teach in two minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not that I can think of at the moment. I could teach you how to make a pretty good paper airplane in two minutes. Same. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the same airplane, no. but same. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I cannot teach anybody how to make a good paper airplane. Not very aerodynamic like that. Mm-hmm. No, I can. Um, hmm? I, I was. Uh, I can teach you how <laughs> to. <laughs> I can teach you how to measure dry ingredients when baking in two minutes. What's the What's the now, trick? Yeah, is there a trick to it's, that? It's generally sifting your dry ingredients to keep it from getting lumpy and and to have it be more aerated. So you you measure you don't for instance when you go to scoop the flour or whatever out you don't scoop with the one cup that you need you scoop with a smaller cup and fill your one cup level it out and then sift it down to get it more aerated and less lumpy The exception to that of course is brown sugar which you just pack in as much as possible so you can get Shove all the brown it in sugar there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, brown sugar is the exception. Now, I'm talking drying. Sugar is not considered a wet, in- a dry ingredient. It is considered a wet ingredient. Both brown and white oh. sugar are considered wet ingredients. Huh. I, yep. I had no idea. I just taught you something in two minutes. <laughs> uh... I think it was like five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I need to go back on the sugar thing again real quick. Talk to me about it for like three minutes. <laughs> uh, the next question. What do you think about, quote, promposals, unquote? Fuck out of here, you, like, pretentious douche. Promposals. <laughs> I am assuming this is just what it sounds like. It, it is yeah. exactly what it sounds like. You see them all over the internet, especially during, like, 
uh, uh, late April, early May, when proms are coming up. And I am in total agreement with Tim. They are the dumbest things in the world and the most embarrassing things in the world. I retract my I retract my statement. My favorite part is the ones that are super elaborate, and then you watch the video, and then the girl says no. Those mm-hmm. are comedy gold. You mean the ones where the guy does something incredibly elaborate, and the girl has common sense and decides mm-hmm. at yep. eighteen, I'm not willing to make this kind of life commitment based on, well, you no. know. You drove your Dodge Dart through a lawn and wrote, will you marry me on it? No, that's my not a one. My favorite one is a dude is driving with this girl in his car. He's running his phone the whole time. And he bought like seven billboards to like ask her out to the prom. But he yeah, didn't yeah. put her name or his name until the last one. And she's reading them and she's like, this is fucking stupid. What kind of weak ass piece of shit does stupid shit like this? What the fuck is, what a pussy. And then like at the very end, she's like, oh Oh, no. no. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I still would have said no, but now I feel bad. (laughs) Yeah, Matt, it's not for marriage. It's just. I am realizing this now, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've, you know, it's, it's still stupid, but it's it is. We're getting married. I've I've read posts and articles of people on Reddit, like "Am I the asshole?" type of stuff, where like they got prom pros to by someone that they weren't even dating, and they ended up saying yes because the per- like they they didn't want to embarrass the person, but later on told them like I don't want to go with you. I just didn't want to embarrass you in public, like. Hmm. It yeah. is just, it is, it is the most like anxiety ridden I ever get when I watch these things when they're just random people. Because it's like, what if that person says no? You're being so like productive about this, or or or, or theatrical about this, and what if they say no? I it feel this me as like the the like grade school or high school equivalent of like when you propose to somebody at the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a bad move all around. It's mm-hmm. The high school equivalent of the kiss cam. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is in fact bullshit. I can't imagine. I don't know. I. It doesn't seem. It's not worth it. I don't know. I. Both of my when I asked my girlfriend in high school to go, it was just kind of like, "Hey, you want to go to? We're going to prom, right?" And it's like, "Yep, yeah, okay, see you later." I don't understand. I. I think it might also just be part of it is that that's not something that I or Mary would like at all. So I can't even fathom that, you know, like that kind of Mm -hmm. public display of like, hey, everybody, let's go. But it's such kind of a non-event that I think it's silly to make a big, huge deal out of it. Like the, the prom is important for high school kids, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, It, it seems so silly to me. It is. And it did yeah. even at the time. Like, I wasn't, like, looking at these proposals being like, I wish I had done more. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, what fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of losers. It's, I, remember, I remember when I went to my prom, I was working at McDonald's when somebody was like, well, are you going to your prom? And I'm like, yeah, probably, but I don't have a date. And she was like, well, I'll go with you. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, why not? Okay, mm-hmm. you can come with me. That's I, I'm, I was like... I, I didn't go with any... I didn't, like, ask somebody out elaborately. I was just like, I mean, I'm content with going by myself. It's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Promposal. I don't. I, yeah. Seems like a bad idea. Seems like seems yeah. like a, a waste of resources. Yeah. Maybe but, don't. Yeah. Maybe don't. don't. Just kind of. You're considering don't. doing it. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> if you don't. think you should, no. You're wrong. You know, don't you do know what you should. You, you know what you should do. Put more garlic in your dishes. <laughs> garlic. Garlic. Now, if you if you you know guaranteed it, not getting late. <laughs> if you just spr- if you, you designed a, a a spread made entirely of diced garlic uh, and spelled it out as "Will you go to prom with me?" It'll work one hundred percent of the time. Garlic, um, but that's all. Put that's garlic the, the bread, only. garlic bread prom proposal of "Go to the prom with me" on their yes. front lawn. Yeah, you got it. But <laughs> yeah, that's else. it. Nothing else. Um, the next question is this one also submitted by a uh, longtime listener Reese Salvatore if you could change one thing from the past 15 years would what would it be and why note it has to be something that involves you no presidents <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to rule out uh, COVID-19 yeah very yeah, obviously I mean, the, the pandemic yes we would we would obviously change that and make sure that uh, maybe this did, uh, didn't happen so something else in the last 15 years that involves you that you would change. I would have gone to Temple instead of Drexel. Hmm. Temple would have been cheaper. So even if I didn't finish my degree as I did not finish my degree with Drexel, which was primarily financial. So whatever, different. Uh, even if I hadn't finished my degree, I would have paid off my debt by now and been in a significantly better financial position. Uh, and likely still have fallen into all of the same situations I had if I hadn't gone to Drexel. So hmm. same, likely same outcome, but with significantly less financial debt, or hmm. I had finished my degree and be in a better financial and fiscal position. So, uh, I, hmm. yeah, that's it. Hmm. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a tough what if, but that's a that's a good one. Um, how about you, Sean? I think similarly, I probably would have gone to a cheaper college. Uh, but I mean, but unlike Tim, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened had I not gone to Duquesne. So, mm-hmm. so there'd be no Brose podcast. Exactly. Exactly. A lot. I don't know what I would be doing. What I would do in the last fifteen years, too. I don't yeah. know. There's also a lot of stuff we've talked about it before. Whereas, like, I was a, I was a dick fifteen years ago, and I wish I hadn't mm. been. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I agree. There are, you were. There are, I mean, we were all dicks. <laughs> I was a huge ago. wiener, but there was Big just like <laughs> I was two wieners. There were Big old wien piece. There, <laughs> there were just like I was just. I wish I had. The, the, I don't know because all of the things that I did when 15 years ago led to who I am now. I guess I just wish I was more aware of people that weren't me. I wish I was less selfish 15 years ago. In the last 15 years, every time I was an asshole, I wish I wasn't an asshole. That's, I think that's kind of a cop out, but maybe go to a less expensive college so that I would be more financially sound or would have been before now. Mm. I hear that. I hear that for sure. Um, what about you, Rich? Uh, I would say I probably like 
try harder throughout high school, uh, primarily junior, senior year, to potentially get uh, scholarships and go to a better school and get an actual, like, not an actual, I have an actual degree, it's just an associate's, but, like, get a degree in something that I would want to do to potentially enter, like, the job force in a better position or in a better job in general. Like, I, I have enough confidence that my life and meeting you guys and my friends would be the same had I done better in high school to where, like, I just want a better job, and to do that would be to be better in high school, to get a better position in college, and potentially be able to get a, a better, like, ride or scholarship for college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I should have ordered more college specials from Milano's. <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> spend I... more money on terrible pizza. That would I been... feel it. That pizza was not. That pizza was so good. It was. was, No, but you and I ate it. So Milano's (laughs) in Pittsburgh. We ate it like five years or six years after we graduated, and we didn't. We barely made it out of the restaurant. Like it's 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 not good, but it did the trick for like eight bucks for that and like a forty four ounce soda. Exactly. Uh, So it did it did it it did the trick for for our budgets at the time. (laughs) Um, legitimately so. Uh, at the conclusion, my my senior year of college, near the end of the semester, um, I was applying for jobs frantically because I did not have a job at this point. I was applying for jobs uh, both in media and in business. Um, and I had an interview and I had an offer. Basically, I applied for two jobs. I applied for one at a bank and I applied for one at a local newspaper in like the Westchester area. And the bank got back to me right away. I had an interview, uh, you know, during my Easter break and they called me about two and a half weeks later and said, Hey, we want to offer you this job. And it was a job out of college. I'm like, yes, I'm in. I want a job out of college and I can figure out the rest later. A week after I accepted that job, uh, the local newspaper came back to me and said they wanted to set up an interview with me. Uh, and I, uh, I, I did the interview. I still went and everything like that. Um, and basically, uh, I, I, I didn't really take the interview seriously because I had a job in hand already. So I'm like, all right, I, I asked them questions that were like not very befitting of somebody who had was applying for a job. Like, what are your benefits? Like during the interview, stuff that you ask, like when HR is calling you, I was asking them stuff like, what are your benefits? You know, how is vacation? Things like that. Um, so what I, what, what I re- wish I had done was take that interview very seriously, been completely okay with reneging on my my commitment to the bank uh, and taking this job if it had been offered to me uh, and committing to that. Because I, I do think things would have been a little bit different in my career if I had decided to take that route. Financially, maybe not th- the same, but I, I think I would have had a, a different career path, obviously, if I had started there as opposed to starting at the bank. Um, but listen, here I am now and Honestly, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? That's, that's the only, that's the main thing I'm thinking. Because honestly, like I, I, I'm, I'm very, this is going to be cliche, but I'm very hashtag humbled and hashtag blessed. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good things in my life. I have a wonderful, loving wife who, who I, I care about very dearly. Um, you know, I, a pretty good job, a pretty consistent job. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's right. But as far as my interest in media and my interest in writing and broadcasting and things like that, I think that, that, that itch would have been scratched if I had pursued that a little bit more vehemently, 
yeah. at the outset of my career. But uh, but mm-hmm. but yet here we are. And uh, what can you do? <laughs> what yeah. can you do? Well, I feel like a lot of times when we get questions like this, I always feel weird being like, there's there's not really that much that I would change because I'm really happy with how everything mm-hmm. had kind of panned out. So like, I don't, yeah. like even even most, everything pretty much was, was uh, qualified with like, everything would pretty much turn out the same. I just wish, you know, I had less mm-hmm. student debt. But like, yeah, right. I'm pretty happy with how everything turned out. So even though there's there's some stuff that sucks, like having mm-hmm. student loans is pretty terrible. Like, I wish I wouldn't have gone to Holy Family, maybe. if I, I wish I wouldn't have started my grad, like started to get a graduate degree and didn't get it. Like, maybe mm-hmm. that. But even even that stuff, like, I, I feel like that all led to where we are now. And I'm pretty stoked that yep. I got here. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. Like, even if it's something that you don't necessarily w- that you wish you could have a do over on, you know, every every decision you make winds up placing you in the place that you're in in the present. So, you know, yeah, you know, it, it all works out for for better or for worse. Um, any other thoughts on this question? Mm-mm. So, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna hey, do? Man. What are you gonna do? Listen, it is what it is. Quality. Um, all right, that's that's the last question, guys. We're done. That's, we did it. What can, what can you say about that? Uh, not a whole what lot. You gonna do? What yeah, you gonna do? Honestly, gonna do? just put up your hands. Just be like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> anyone with a final closing thought, a take, uh, uh, and anything right now? Not really. I think same, same old, same old. Stay home and stay safe, guys. Oh yeah. wait, no, I got to take. Which oh, is you did in that venue. Oh, here we go. It's the house of Hanson, baby. This is gonna sound terrible. Oh, what an awful, <laughs> awful noise we're making. <laughs> it's beautiful, guys. I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. Mainly yeah. because my eardrums are bleeding, but you know, same day. Uh, so my take: if you are very pro open carry because you want to defend other people and protect other people, but you won't wear a mask, then you're just a douchebag with a uh, Napoleon complex. (laughs) Scorcher. (laughs) So hot. It has nothing to do with you wanting to defend the physical safety of others and everything to do with, I want to look like a badass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like second amendment, all for it. Mm -hmm. I think it's not exactly used correctly. But I am all for the right of uh, of someone to carry a weapon in order to defend themselves and others. But at the same small token, government, more like my small dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, those those would be the AR community who are protesting in uh, Capitol Hill, and you know, if they were of a darker complexion, would have been arrested by walking out of their front door. But that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but no, like if, if you, I legitimately cannot find an accurate reason why. If, if you can argue that I'm, I have this weapon to defend others in the off chance that something happens and I'm present to be able to do that, but you refuse to wear a mask in the highly likely potential of you being the reason why other people get sick or you could get sick and then transfer to that. Like, if anything, it is harder to go about getting a gun and using that and being proficient in that because that's the only argument is I am proficient with this weapon to defend others. If you are not proficient with it, then you're an asshole 
who just went and bought a gun and are more likely to hurt someone else than anything else. But you can't put a simple mask on? Are you fucking kidding me? You're just, mm-hmm. you're just a pissant. Like, that, that's it. That's it. You're just a whiny, big pissant. I I love the word pissant. I just gotta say that. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, I I totally I totally agree, Tim. Yeah. This is yeah, this this has brought out the the ultimate in the people trying to have a false dichotomy here. Like I, I've had conversation with people who in the same in the within the same conversation who I've I've mentioned uh, you know, the, my wife works in healthcare, she's worked a billion hours over the last two months. Um, and they've in the same conversation I've had people express shock that uh that that my wife has worked the number of hours that she has at a hospital on account of COVID-19 and then within 10 minutes going like man we got to reopen places you know we got to reopen this economy like what did we just talk about like (laughs) it's it's the the idea that people can go out and and think that or go out as you said Tim and and say hey I want to reopen this economy this is about freedom this is about safety not wear a mask but do carry a a a weapon of some sort because they want to be a tough guy like the 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 mental gymnastics that people are going through uh, over the last eight weeks or so has been uh, impressive in a very sad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the same kind of shit of like somebody all these some of these people protest testing. I'm not going to say it's everybody, but it's like I should be able to go get a haircut. I don't understand why these things are open. Well. Well, the, some of them are wearing masks. And it's like you can't say that there's not a problem, but also still be wearing a mask while protesting on Capitol Hill with a rifle because you don't want to listen to the governors. But your argument against all of the deaths at the hands of law enforcement, which are predominantly for uh, African-American and black individuals and be like, well, you should have just listened to the officer. Hmm. Are, are you fucking kidding me? You can't yeah, stay yeah. at home. For like two months and not do all these extracurricular things. And it's like, hey, this is why this is going to kill a lot of people directly mm-hmm. or mildly indirectly. So you can't listen to that, but you're going to tell this person who is being singled out, wrongly accused, attacked, and say, well, you should have just listened. So you're literally showing your privilege and flaunting. So go fuck yourself. There's a video, I believe it's from Michigan, that was floating around Twitter of, of uh, a predominantly white crowd uh, uh, all but attacking a, a group of police officers and security officials uh, at the Capitol when they were doing their, their you know, reopen the economy protests, things like that. And uh, Molly Jungfast, uh, who's a, a prominent writer, uh, retweeted it and said, so uh, no more Blue Lives Matter signs, huh? Because uh, mm-hmm. like you, can't, you can't do both. You can't. You can't do both. You can't be the law and order. Uh, you, you can't be the the person who supports law and order, and then also go out and like flaunt and thumb your nose at law and order uh, because the economy is not open. There are definitely valid reasons to be concerned about the economy right now. Uh, that is not what uh, the public uh, the, the, these specific protests are about. Yeah, yes. and and like yeah. you have the one dude who's holding a rifle up in an officer's face and yelling at him, and it's like, no, nah, this is cool. He's just using his uh, right to protest. But then people who are physically unarmed clearly have no weapon. Yeah. It's like, but he yelled at me, and I was afraid for my life, and so I shot him seven times. Mm-hmm. You you can't have both. No, no. 
Yeah, it's uh, very frustrating. I'm I'm at a point, I think, when I'm, I'm having to really limit my social media usage because it's just so frustrating to see yep. all of the dumb fucking statuses. Like, even the people, I think the the people who, there, there are now people who are just trying to soften the blow a little bit and just, just sharing things quietly without comment of like, They'll share like, well, actually, look at Georgia. The they've reopened and their cases are going down, and it, or they'll reshare like, actually, the CDC lowered the number of case of uh, fatalities. So look at that, and it's like yeah. it's out of context things, and it's just they're not saying overtly like everyone has to go outside, but they're saying it just quietly enough that it's like it's one of those i'm just pointing this out yeah yeah i'm just saying food for thought i'm just you know i'm just asking the questions here yeah it's literally my least my least favorite phrase in anyone's vernacular Mm. is i'm just saying i'm just saying saying is how you're (laughs) going to just literally make up some bullshit that ignores whatever the fuck legitimate argument anyone has made Mm. just so you can make a point which is fucking wrong 99 percent of the time don't just say just shut the fuck up my favorite comment for that individual is when somebody shares an article and just goes, uh, interesting read. I'll be the judge of that, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I will tell you whether or not this is a worthwhile read. Uh, you know, it just it, it's it's you know, it's it sounds childish, but listen, have a take. If you're gonna share this stuff and you're gonna be the one who said, you know, just shares articles and goes, quote unquote, I'm just asking the questions or quote unquote, you know, food for thought or you know, sharing some bonkers conspiracy theory have a goddamn take just say i believe this or i don't believe this come down yeah. on the side pick one yeah if you can't crazy, share the say you're crazy you can't share the pandemic video and then be like i'm just that's just an interesting thing to look at you gotta like, hear just, both sides yeah yeah full, full disclosure i kind of want to watch a pandemic uh, uh video just to know what it is people are saying it's I, don't there, believe it at all, but well, I just no, want to see it. There's no reason to. It's just one of those really frustrating things that's just like, here is a video that's very well made. And because it's very well made, everything that is said in it has credence. And that's just, I, that's one of the most frustrating things to me yeah. about now is that I think a lot of people don't realize how easy it is to make something look good. Yeah. And it's the, the I mean, entire- listen to this podcast. Let's yeah. Be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, and the the entire the entire narrative of that video is is basically like the Dr. Fauci and others have an agenda and they have like the, but and so everyone's like, yeah, they have an agenda because he owns patents and whatever vaccines. But like I it's it's so it's it's so upsetting to me cuz the next the next question is okay, so if that's true, what is this lady's agenda? You know what I mean? Everyone has an agenda. What's hers? So maybe mm-hmm. we have to look into every side of this. But and some, no. of the argu- and some of the arguments themselves are weak. And it's like, well, he's working with this place in China. And it's like, yeah, because both of the facilities are focused on the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they happen to be applicable to this particular disease. So no shit, they're going to work together. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we just wanted to end this one on a light note. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, uh, genuinely excellent take. Very, very good. Yes, take. yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, 
if people want to find more of these takes and you were to post about them on Twitter, where would people find you on Twitter in order to find them? Oh, that's right. This was my take. At Tim R. Hansen. Rich, if people want to find out more about Tim's takes, where are they? Where can they find you on Twitter? At Tim R. I mean, at Garth. I mean, at B underscore one of us. Oh, it's chaos. Tim R. Garlic. Tim R. Garlic. How about you, Sean? At Garlic R. Hansen. Follow me on Twitter. It's Garlic OB. At M Casnell, that's M K A S Z N E L. This is a very serious podcast with serious <laughs> ramifications. So the podcast serious. can be found on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast or on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Uh, you can listen to our podcast anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, among many others. And if you have a question you want us to answer on one of our upcoming episodes, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling these questions for us, uh, to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. Uh, you can look at her work and possibly purchase or just admire uh, at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook and on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the free music archive rich podquest go <laughs> uh come check Words out Pod- hard yes uh come check out podquest a nerdy uh weekly nerdy roundtable where we talk about the news and stuff this week uh on the 29th so a few days prior to uh the release of even this episode uh the last of us part two was released so uh at least one or two of us We'll have played it, and we'll be talking about it. So check us out. Nice. Yes. I coast the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast, where we talk about Scotty Pippen only. Uh, it's me, <laughs> Eddie Provident, uh, and uh, we discuss Pennsylvania sports, Pittsburgh, Philly, and the like. Um, but with no sports going on right now, we do a lot of hypotheticals. We'll be discussing our favorite players from uh, each major sports team in North America uh, of all time. And it winds up being a a genuinely very interesting and very entertaining discussion. I will say that. <laughs> now, Tim, you also are uh, have something to plug as well, correct? Uh, I got a slight plug. Uh, by this time, this will largely be over, but we may have some stragglers. Uh, just plugging the getting saucy with Parker B. Uh, then them them. I know how words work. Uh, <laughs> fundraiser which is largely the hot ones, but less famous people and more doofs raising money for a fantastic cause. Uh, Parker, uh, I was looking for his middle name. Parker B., uh, lovely little dude uh, who suffers from tuberosis sclerosis uh, complex, that's the word, or TSC, rare genetic condition uh, that there's not a lot of research done. We've been doing a series of streams uh, trying to raise funds of us more or less recreating hot ones with a bunch of morons and melting our faces and gaining donations. Uh, by now, most of our primary streams have been finished, but uh, Ryan Beebe, the father of Little Parker, uh, will be doing a grand finale and more or less taking donations of recommended sauces and not just doing the 10 that most of us have been doing, but adding additional ones in there just to uh, continue the drive and give a good borderline 4th of July style go out with a bang 
celebration. So even if you have not watched any of the shows this uh, streams thus far, uh, links will be included in my Facebook and my Twitter, possibly on the Brose Twitter, yet to be discussed. Uh, but it's throw throw money, throw awareness, and uh, just get the word out there. Great kid, awesome. help him out. Excellent, excellent, Great. excellent, excellent. That's it, guys. We did it. Yes. We did it. Crushed the, ha- it. the haters said we, we couldn't, it. but we yeah, did. We did it. Why don't you say goodbye to the listeners, everyone? Bye. Don't tell me what to do. Goodbye. It was just a I suggestion. Listen, do what you want. Farewell. Goodbye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, uh, a pallet jack full of garlic, and the entire Action Moose team. <laughs> My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. Hell yeah. Hell oh, wait. Picture yeah. didn't. Did, did, did we just go through an entire session without a Mickey voice? <laughs> <laughs>